every once in a while, we have to drop the Just, unattainable. Yeah, right. And if you're not as cool as us with these two <laughs> bottles, then I feel, as they said in Menace to Society, I feel sorry for your mother. <laughs> Something that you want to do Well, let me introduce you To my boys, Matt and Drew For fun and laughs and spirits There's just one place to go It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show Whiskey Tequila Friday Show With my boys, Matt and Drew Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody out there, and welcome to a whiny episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, we drink some tequila, we educate, and we libate. All right. My name is Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter, and with me, as always, my drams defender, Drew. How are you today? I say this every time. But I am really excited for this one. This is worth getting excited about. We came up with this pairing just by talking. Yes. And now that we're sipping them together, it's perfection. It's so nice when it's validated, when we can validate what we've done, right? A little bit of work, right. So let's get right to it. I brought a Starward bottle. Once again, we are sipping on a Starward bottle. Single barrel expression. And we do this a lot with Starward, whether we record it or just yeah, sip it. Yeah, no, I mean, Starward is great. And I can geek out a little bit this time. Okay. I don't think I mentioned much about the other expressions last time. But okay. but this one is another single barrel, another Molloy's pick. Gotcha. It's the Starward single barrel, Australian single malt aged in a tawny port cask. Mm. And what did you bring? And I brought Don Fulano Añejo, which also has some wine influence. And this is how we brought the two together. Yeah. Let's get right to it. Yeah. This is also the first actual recording of 2023. So, you know, we did kind of mention Happy New Year for the last one. and Because we knew we were going to release it, but I don't even think it was Christmas yet. Right. But this is our first time being together. It's been a while. Good to see you. And Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year once again. Right. And there's been some news. There's been some shakings. There's been some happenings. Ooh. Let's talk for a little bit here. Let's just... And I Are we going to start on the tangent? We're going to start with some things that are more... I'd call them housekeeping. Oh. Just get some housekeeping things. Let's do it. All right. All right. So first thing, I have a confession to make. You've been podcasting with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Who is he? I have six networks of eight shows. No. (laughs) (laughs) I had, I thought was going to be this like long running joke. I thought I had a punchline. I thought maybe I would carry this out and then kind of give it to you later. And it just kind of fell and I forgot about it and it never really happened. Oh, okay. So, we talked about the Bottled and Bond Act a yeah. couple of times. We yeah. talked about various distilleries, various things. I mentioned, you know, my my idol, Colonel E.H. Taylor. Right. And his right. workings with the Secretary of Treasury and some of the other players like Colonel James Pepper and, you know, those guys. Another person that I mentioned was involved in the Bottle and Bond Act was Ezra Brooks. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, so full confession, there is no Ezra Brooks. What? (laughs) What the fuck have I been (laughs) sipping on? The man. There was never a man named Ezra Brooks. Ezra Brooks never existed. I was kind of picturing kind of a stout... You know, German Amish type sure. guy. Uh, whatever you imagined, you can keep on imagining because it's a made up name. I'm absolutely 
broken. <laughs> we have so many bottles that we already know we want to highlight. Next thing you're going to tell me future- is Jack Daniels isn't a dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, is Jack no. Daniels a real dude? I, I was think, it really a yeah. Jack Daniels? Yeah, no, I think okay. he was, yeah. But no yeah. Ezra Brooks. No that's, Ezra Brooks. That's just... Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Second, <laughs> I'm over it. All right. Second thing. We have a review to read. What? Would you like to read it? Ooh. Yeah, on... Where do I find it? On Apple Podcasts, on the iTunes. Oh, you yeah. You can go to the reviews... Oh, this we, was back in November. It Is was. It that? It's, it's been not a that minute. long since we've recorded, but I feel like we just skipped over this one. We, the last time we recorded, we were kind of on a mission. Remember, we did the twelve minutes of oh, Christmas. Yes, that's we right. wanted to keep it. We we had to high yes, and tight. You're right. You're right. So, so we skipped it. I remember that now. All right. So this one is from not Michael Anthony. <laughs> right. Do you think maybe it's one of the Van Halen brothers? <laughs> Thank you. Not Michael Anthony? Or do you think it's David Lee Roth? Ooh, that that's a nice... I mean, it's not... Not Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. <laughs> so you could infer... <laughs> that it's someone else in the band. <laughs> sure. I like it. That's... Yeah. Do you think it's the Red Rocker himself? Oh. Do you think it's Sammy Hagar? We could have their tequila on the show. That'd be great. Well, I think we would. I don't think Sammy's coming no, on. No, probably not. this not. show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, not Michael Anthony says drinks with friends. Five stars, by the way, people. All right. If you want to feel like you're sitting with friends and sharing a few drinks, you've come to the right place. Great show. And I agree with not Michael Anthony. Thank you so much. That's a great review. We really review. appreciate it. Yeah. Wonderful. I have a feeling there is someone with a similar name. In the Great Lakes Tequila Club. We'll have to... We can kind of put the things together and we'll, we'll have, have to... dig to, around. Yeah. But when we get a t-shirt, <laughs> not Michael Anthony, you've just earned yourself a t-shirt. So that checks that. I wanted to mention a couple of news items that were fairly recent and fairly significant. Okay. First of all, the quintessential, the yeah. bottle that we just had last episode, yeah. won an award. So the John Barleycorn Awards just got released, and Best American Single Malt went to Cedar Ridge Quintessential. No kidding. They do have some clout. They do. They they make a name for themselves, and everyone who you know enters has every right to be proud of what they accomplished. And so, congratulations to all. This is a legit of our John Barleycorn Award yeah, winners. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, another one. That is newsworthy is that uh, a podcast that I listen to, Single Cask Nation or One Nation Under Whiskey. Okay. The the guys that host that show, Josh and Jason, they have a bottling company, the Single Cask Nation, where they do independent bottlings of buying casks and then selling them. They just got acquired by Artisanal Spirits Company, which is kind of the corporate arm of the Scotch, Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Okay. So a lot of acronyms. So ASC, who is a part of SMSW, yeah. bought... Which is part of BDSM and... Bought CSM. AMSR. <laughs> a lot of letters. Yeah. But congratulations to those guys. You know, they're going to continue to do their podcast. They're going to continue to have, you know, their own arm of independent bottling. Okay, cool. But they'll just have more access to barrels. They'll have a little more, you know, uh, uh, buying power, I guess you'd say. That's cool. And Yeah. So Buying power never hurt for anybody the, trying to bottle some yeah, cool shit, right? Yeah. And for the scotch heads out there, it's, it's big news. Oh, that's so, cool. All right. All right. So that takes care of the housekeeping items that I had. Did you have anyone to add? Did you have a good holiday? No. I got sick. <laughs> you got sick. I got flooded. We had some shit going on. Yeah, right. Now we're in the middle of a fucking polar vortex. <laughs> 20 below. And so we are sipping on some really nice warming oh. wine-influenced 
spirits These here. These are perfect yeah. for a cold winter's night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get down to it. My starward is another Malloy's pick. Mm-hmm. It's another single barrel. This one, uh, last time we did a wheat whiskey okay. aged in, I think it was Pedro Jimenez. This one is going to be their, their more standard uh, single malt. Their Australian single malt aged in a unique tawny port cask Ooh. for five years. So again, five years in Australia, you can only imagine what that heat does to that barrel. Oh, I've got to imagine it's how much brutal. it penetrates that wood. It's 111 proof, so it's going to oh, be... St- me up! <laughs> so just a little note about Star Wars itself. They really do have some great standard expressions. Yeah. The thing that I would say, if you're new to whiskey, if you're out there and you're trying to learn a little bit, you want to get a little educating... And libating. Then you're going to need to know what you're doing before you buy it, right? Yeah. So Star Wars... Is, you mean like listen to this podcast before you go to the store? I mean, weird. Where, where else would you go, right? <laughs> we are the source. There's nowhere else uh, <laughs> for education. <laughs> All right. All right. So unlike the producers in Scotland and Ireland that use, you know, bourbon barrels, they use sherry barrels, they sometimes use wine barrels. The Australian distillery down in Starward, they're unique in that they decided long ago they were only going to use wine casks. And more specifically, almost 100% of their casks come from Australian wineries. Oh, cool. So from a logistics standpoint, it just made sense to have the barrels shipped, you know, local, somewhat local, but right to them. Would you forget it's an entire continent? It is a huge, yes, right. Right. But still, not crossing an ocean. Exactly, right. Once in a while for these single barrels, you might get, like we have a Tawny Port here. Sure. Or a Pedro Jimenez. But the majority, their mainstay are... Uh, wine casks. Okay. And so on the shelf, these are affordable bottles. I highly recommend them. I'm more of a fan of Starward than I would say like even some of the Irish whiskeys, which are great. Oh, okay. They're great, but they are all normally triple distilled. Okay. The more you distill it, the more you're going to take away from those, bring it in. Oh, nuance. And so I would say if you're dabbling into scotch, you've experienced some single malts in Scotland, the next step would definitely be to try some Starward, some Australian. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a strong claim right there. It's high praise. I like it a lot. <laughs> that's high praise. <laughs> but I think we should get right to this here. Let's do it. At a 1 in 11 proof. It, it doesn't, but it doesn't smell hot. It doesn't smell too hot, no. But it's got a really nice, that dry, tawny port kind of, you know, you know it's going to be drying before you even bring it to your lips, right? So I do have to admit, I'm about 21 days into some kind of cold and sinus infection. Right. Which is just clearing up. So I thought, well, finally cleared up, time to drink. (laughs) So it doesn't smell hot to me, but is that the cold talking or? I mean, I I, I can smell a little bit of heat, but again, uh, we're. I can get a little bit, but not 111. Yeah. When I first cracked this bottle, oh, she was hot. Okay. She was hot. Yeah, we're, you're you're what? We're about halfway done half? down okay. this bottle, and it has really mellowed a little bit nose wise to allow more of the the tawny, yeah. the red wine. You know what, man? We say this all the time. I love cracking a bottle, putting out two pours, sticking it back on the shelf, and revisiting it a month later. Yeah. Yeah. First impression, you always have to give yourself some grace because... Just let the air get to it. (laughs) Let the air get to it. (laughs) 
All right, so looking at this one, it is nice and thick. Has a nice red tint to it. There is a red tint. It, it, yeah, it's a good dark whiskey. Yep, nice copper color. Yes. Yeah. yeah what are you getting on the nose? So for me, that that tawny port really comes out. Mm-hmm. Red fruit. The bottle says fig, so it's hard not to put fig in uh, my head. I don't get fig on the nose. No. No, I get. I get the red fruit. I get a little bit of the barley. Okay. And I know I said this last time, but it really gives me the essence of like the an empty wine glass. Sure. You yeah. know. Hmm. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. This one is great. You want to start? The punch is there. Mm-hmm. The alcohol punch comes through for sure. But again... So much more mellow now on this second half of the bottle. I am really looking forward to, you know, finishing this bottle and mm-hmm. seeing how it's going to continue along its journey. Yeah. Because, again, the bottle says fig and salted caramel and vanilla. Does that sway my mind a little bit? I do get a, t- a nice fig note. Sure. I do get some sweet notes. Yeah. Maybe a little vanilla. But for me... I still really get a really nice essence of the barley that they use. I like the barley that they... I do, too. It's it's doughy, but without being too uncooked. It's not a ton of grain, but it's enough of the grain that I can still, you know, kind of capture what I'm I'm tasting here. But then the, the dryness balanced with that sweet red fruit, for me, it's just really... Really pleasant. How about you? When we first tasted this, I think I mentioned this, I get red pop. Like every yeah. local bottling company in the 80s had right. red pop. The cream soda, the red cream it soda. It might be red cream yeah. or it might just be strawberry. Yeah. Not quite the, cherry or soda. The Fago or the. Yes. Yes. Fago, especially in the Midwest, right? It Did was, you guys have Fago? It was where big you were? red. It was Big Red down in big Missouri. Red. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, where I grew up, it was Fago for sure. But this, it has that red flavor. Yeah. And I get the fig more at the end. Okay. And I get the barley more at the end, and it's a really nice barley. So I can see where you're coming from, that, that scotch drinker. Let's try this. I'm so excited. <laughs> To bring my scotch lineup oh, to you. Gosh. We've had these American single malts. We've had this Australian single malt. And you keep coming back with positive notes. It only reinforces. <laughs> I'm so hopeful. I'm going to be so disappointed. Because <laughs> I know now that when you can, when you can kind of relate this to that, and you know, you're going to be able to like, oh. You're going to pick up on all those flavors. I, I can't wait. I can't, anyway. I can't wait either. <laughs> I can't wait either. But on this one, I am getting a ton of red. Yes. ton of red fruit. And the fig is there at the end. And I, this is... It's really it's nice. really yeah. nice. Do, do you get maybe like a tiny bit of, of a charred barrel note? No smoke. I don't know if I'm getting that, but I'm willing... To try. All right, sip number two. Here we go. I don't know if I'm getting as much char, but here's what I'll give you. You know the second day of your camp out okay. after you've had the campfire all night? Yeah. And you wake up in the morning and there's a little bit of campfire mm. left in your head. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. It's in your nasal passages. Yeah. It's in the tent. It's on your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I get I'm it. Getting the, I'm getting that next day. Okay. Campfire stuck in my nasal. All right. All right. And for me, what came to my mind was how they can balance such a drying, red, fortified wine. Sure. With such a sweet, you know, it still has a really nice sweetness to it. And both of those flavors are going on into the finish. Oftentimes... The finish is just sweet. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Just dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, 
it's really allowing both of those to go through on mm-hmm. into the finish together, right? Yeah. Like hand in hand. And I got just as much red pop okay. as I did the first time. Oh, yeah. I'm loving that flavor. <laughs> so we mentioned I have kind of this cold that I'm fighting. So I've been drinking grandpa's cough medicine. Yeah, here yeah, sure. Pretty heftily. I'm going to need to reload for sip number three. All right. How about you? Yeah. You look thin yourself. Yeah. No, let's, let's reload. Let's reload. I poured them kind of modestly because we're sipping high proof here, but yes, we need to. It's about the same proof as the NyQuil I'm taking every night, so. And our six listeners, they need to know. They need to know. So let's go. <laughs> six listeners can't be wrong. Yeah. Give me, give me a little, give me a little toot here. This is Steve Malloy of Malloy's Finest Wine and Spirits. You're listening to Whiskey Tequila Friday's podcast. Cheers, lovers. All right, so we're all poured up. We are locked and loaded, and you know what? Yeah. You know, it's been kind of sealed up. That last pour has been in our glass for an hour. Right. This one, we just kind of popped the cork here. Way more barley. Yes. Yeah, I think the more time it opens up, the more you get the, the port. Yeah. But when you first pour it, you're going to get those, yeah, those barley notes. But I have a note for you after you sip. Let's see mm-hmm. what we got. All right. Cheers. Third Cheers. sip. So for me, I still got a ton of really nice barley notes. A ton of that. Uh, more fig, I think, for me on that that third sip. L- later. Yeah. Later. Yeah, later on into the finish. Yeah. But there's also a note that kind of starts mid-palate and runs through. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's a little bit more of a bitter note. Is that where you're going? It For me, it's currants. I get oh. current. I get this like red currant that you ever have like currant jelly on Thanksgiving morning or Thanksgiving day or whatever. Like just that, just that little jar of like currant jelly. Would S- just... I haven't, but you know what? My mother-in-law makes these little like Red currant cookies. Okay. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. That's, for me, that's the red. Not so much, I, I can see your red fago, your red pop cola note. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But for me, the real expression, it makes me feel like the currant jelly, the red currant jelly jam. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is, it's a great whiskey, and I believe it is still available at. Your Malloy's stores, mm-hmm. if you're in the Chicago area, highly suggest. Give them a call. Stop by. Check it out. But for our national and worldwide footprint of listeners, yeah, yeah. you're not going to find the Malloy's single barrel because you're not in Chicago. That's true. That's true. But what you're telling me is Star Wars ages oh, in wine everything, all the time. Yes. Everything that they do is uh, single malt or wheat whiskey aged in wine barrels. Yeah. yeah so, the- so even if you can't find this exact one, I have a feeling that you can pick up most Star Wars, maybe yeah, they Star have- Wars, and it's going to match this tequila oh, that we're going to bring up here pretty quick. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. They have lots of expressions and other single barrels throughout the country. Sure. Yeah. And I would suggest if you're at your local higher-end liquor store. Okay. And they have a single barrel, and it lists fig. Yeah. Pick it up <laughs> when you pick up this bottle of Don Filano, because <laughs> we're going to find out it works out really well. It's going to work out pretty good. Yeah. All right. So, nice A little seg- bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Nice segue. Let's go. I'm ready for some, some, for some tequila. Here's what I would like us to do. Okay. I would like us to take a look at this and hold it up next to the Starward. And tell me about the color that you see. On one of those paint strips where it kind of gets slightly yeah. lighter, right? So you might have just one shade darker on that copper, amber tones for the whiskey. But right next to it would be this tequila. Agreed. It's a really nice I mean, if color. I had poured this blind, would you look at this and say, oh, that looks like a nice little whiskey that Absolutely. I'm about to try? Yep. Good Absolutely. color on this one. Yes. Give it a nose. These two bottles match really nicely. This, I mean, this is a beautiful expression. 
there is still some agave. And I love that about an añejo that doesn't lose the agave. You know what I love? This is the Don Fulano añejo coming off of the starward with the barley. I feel like it kicks up the agave sweetness for me. You might be right. Yeah. Like I get a ton of sweet agave and then I get a ton of wine and kind of like the cognac, those deep, dark notes, the plum, the fig notes. Yeah, for me, it's a lot of good agave notes and the fig. I'll give you that. Yep. So if the Star Wars smelled red, does this smell purple? I can see that. Yeah. Burgundy? Yeah. (laughs) Maroon? Yeah, Yeah, right? You're putting that in my head. Yeah, no, definitely. What else but, are you getting on the nose? But it's it's not overly sweet. You no. know, it, it's a real savory yeah. kind of nose. And are you getting like vanilla and butterscotch too? There's a tiny bit of vanilla and yeah. butterscotch, but I was going to say soft oak. Like soft, Ooh. sweet, wet oak. Honey sweetness as opposed to sugar sweetness? Yeah. Yeah, like a brown sugar. Brown oh, sure. sugar more than sure. honey. Yeah, sure. Mm. Here's what I'm really pumped about. Okay. Before we even taste it. All right. You described the Star Wars. I described the Don Filano. I don't even know if we were talking or were we texting. We were just texting. Yes. And via text, <laughs> BRBs and LOLs, <laughs> we said, I bet you these two are going to go together phenomenally. And they do. Yeah. You want to get a little sip? Yep. Here we go. Salud. Salud. This is that one dude, Ryan, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Friday's podcast. First sip, tell me how much the proof difference. So that was the first thing that came to my mind, too, mm-hmm. was the, the drop-off was a little... It, it's like when you thought you were done with the, the last step. Or no, you're going down the stairs, and you yeah. think there's one more step, and you kind of... And then you look around, did anybody just see yeah, what I right. just did? <laughs> did anyone make a fool of myself? So yeah, definitely a drop of improved, but the complexity of this tequila, I mean, right. th- this is, if you take a sip of this and you don't give it enough time and you go right to your water or you go right to your soda or yeah, another no, no. another sip of the tequila, you're not giving it the, the do yep. what it needs because the finish, like... I was waiting for the figs, and like moments later, there it is. I got it, you know? And I love how I can still get some of that, the real, really pleasant, the DNA of this distillery. Okay. Right? Which you're going to tell us all about it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get there. But there are some really expensive tequilas that come out oh, yeah. of this line that you don't necessarily have to purchase to get little subtleties, little notes of those. And yeah. I really liked the vegetal agave note that I Ooh. got in the beginning of my palate. Then, so even a little bit of green agave in the yeah, beginning. Just a tiny bit of flash of what that, you know, of what I know about that DNA of that distillery. Yeah. And then quickly going into like this caramelized agave, like this cooked brown right. agave that yeah. really dominated brown sticky yeah. dripping <laughs> agave. Yes. <laughs> the toasted agave. Yes. It really permeated the majority of the mid palate. And then into the finish with, I mean, what? Fig? Yes. Hmm? Red? Yes. Purple? Yes. You know, all kinds of notes. But right. Tell me what you got. Agreed. Let's go in for the second <laughs> sip. I, I, I can't add anything. That was perfection. Second sip. Salute. All right. Here we go. Hey, before the finish ends, put your nose back in that glass. Do you get a smokiness there? O- almost a cognac, like an aged cognac. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
like a really charred cognac barrel. Oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, even when I close my lips and breathe out my nose, I can still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in there. Come on. That's. Should we geek out about this one a little bit? Tell me. Teach me. I, I, there's nothing to teach you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so Don Filano, Gnome 1146. Now we've had some 1146 on the show. Cimarron, which I think is yeah. definitely their entry-level brand. Definitely. Sure. Without argument. Yeah. We've got Don Filano. Then there is Fuente Seca. Which we have not had on this show. We haven't. But you want to talk about 8, 12, 17, 20 year aged yeah. tequila? That's the That's real deal. Seca. That's and the it real is, deal. It stuff. is amazing. Yeah. Tears of Yorona, which we've talked about. Gnome Artanome 1146, which we've talked about. Haven't had these on the show necessarily. Yeah. But this is. Master distiller Enrique Fonseca. Okay. And his nephew, Sergio Mendoza, is, I believe, the one who's mixing. Oh. So we have different aging and blending. All right. And I should point out it's not just, hey, I'm going to distill and you're going to blend and we're done. If anybody wants to go back to the September, I know I always... Bring up Doug's podcast. You want to bring up September 21, 2022, Agave Social Club. They have Sergio Mendoza on Doug's podcast, Agave Social Club, talking about this. There's a whole team of people with a test, a control, and a third sample to figure out which one is the best one. What are we going to put in the bottle? Oh, wow. It's amazing. I mean, there's a whole lot of effort that goes into this. Right. But these are famous names. The Fonseca family were originally agave growers in the highlands. The actual distillery is in the valley. Okay. So they ship them down the hill. All right. And they grew for, I don't know, four or five generations. So just sourcing and farming. Yeah. Sounds like. Handing it out to the likes of El Tequileño. Sure. Sure. Jorge Salles. I mean, there's tons of people they were supplying to. Top quality agave. Yeah. This is unique that you've got agave from up on high and the water from down below, right? Yeah. I love it. When you say up on high, I keep thinking of the preacher from coming to America. (laughs) (laughs) He saved Daniel from the lion's den. (laughs) All right. Deep well water. All right. Then the fermentation, 100% agave, we, we know this, right? Stainless steel tanks, open-air fermentation, and then there's a proprietary yeast. They talk about a yeast that's from the fields, from the agave fields. Okay. And this is what they have gathered and collected, however one collects yeast. They probably have a vice president. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's their own proprietary yeast. Then, kind of a cool thing. Earlier, you and I were tasting some other things for future episodes, which we'll tease later. Yeah, okay. They blend copper pot distilled and a special column still. Ooh. Which seems to be less a column still that gets you this super high proof... Sure. Um, yeah, the Aga Vodka. Yeah, yeah, which instead of giving you the Aga Vodka is more, can I say craft column? Okay. It's kind of like it's a column still, only because I believe the unique part of a column still is that you can do continuous feeding. That's the one main advantage, right. So whereas the copper pot, you're doing a batch. Batch, right. And what goes in comes out. Right. All at once. Yep. The column still allows you to keep putting the inputs in. Right. And continuously getting the output. Right. It's going to be listed on Tequila Matchmaker as column. But when you hear Sergio talk about it, 
especially on Doug's podcast. I'm yeah. not going to geek in geek geek <laughs> into it too much. It sounds like it's more of a unique process than just your average column still. Okay, all right. Aging. They are using French wine barrels. 100%? Not 100%. French wine. And then on the Añejo, I believe it's going to be some Hungarian oak. Oh. Maybe some American white oak. But what they are not using is ex-bourbon barrels. Right. And this is a huge departure from most sure. repos and añejos that we drink. Of, is that of course, yeah. Those are typically ex-bourbon barrels, and these are not. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited about this. Pairing yeah. is we're getting two with huge wine influence. And that's unique for the Don Falano line compared to like the Cimarron line? I think so. And I don't the... even know if Cimarron has an añejo. Right. So we're using this copper pot and this special column still. All right. French oak barrels, Hungarian oak. What do you call it? The Tokai. The Tokai. Tokaji. Yeah. Tokaji. <laughs> All right. And we've got this crushing. They invented their own type of screw mill. All right. I'm not going to pretend to know the... Bring it in. Nuance between a screw mill and a roller mill, but here's what I know. Okay. The screw mill breaks down the fibers a little bit less. Okay. So there is a special type of screw mill that apparently Enrique Fonseca invented. It's more gentle to the fiber. More gentle to the fiber. And then they put it into the roller mill, which of course is going to crush up everything. And so... To hear them explain it, what you're getting is you're getting a different bit of juice from the screw mill process, and then when you put it in the roller mill, you're getting everything else out of there that you can. Hmm. So you end up with kind of two different strains of that agave juice. So maybe the first one separates more, and then the last one just gets it all. Could be. The cooking is autoclave. All right. But it's low pressure. And they talk about cooking it at one atmosphere versus a higher pressure, which is going to be three or four atmospheres. Okay. So getting, I don't know. You're getting sciency on me. Right. Yeah. All right. It's just like your pressure cooker. It's just like your Instapot. Sure. We've, we've been here a million times and discussed this. No, but more pressure means less temperature required. Right. Less pressure. Pressure, you have to have more temperature, right? right? So Then this is, of course, no additives, confirmed additive-free, or what is now called the Additive-Free Alliance. Right. And one of Grover's favorite brands. I don't know how this can't be somebody's favorite brand, because this is pretty affordable as far as Añejos go. Right. And it is amazing. (laughs) And can I tell you about aging? Okay. You're looking at the glass, hold it up to the light. Yeah. 30 months. Which is crazy because... Had they kept it in there another 180 days <laughs> after the first thousand, it would have been an extra añejo. Yeah. And this distillery, what's their f- most famous extra añejo? Do you know? Well, it's the Tears, right? Tears of Urona. Tears of Urona. Does Don Falano make an extra añejo? They do. Okay. It's that Don Falano Imperial. It's the oh. solid blue rectangle yeah, bottle. It's I've a five-year extra Añejo. And price-wise, is that... Hundreds. Okay. Have we talked this one to death? I think so. I think it's time for the third sip. I'm ready. Salute. Salute. Hey, this is Sean Miller from the Package Group. We import agave spirits like Tequila G4. And you are listening to the Whiskey Tequila Fridays podcast. That just gets more and more complex. I got pears and strawberries, dude. Like, there's fruit in that. (laughs) That's why I have it for breakfast. I was just going to say, a little bit of red popped up before it turned really thick, dark purple for me. It's amazing how it has some light, delicate Mm -hmm. notes, and then some really deep. Mm -hmm. 
It's got a dark side. You know it has a dark right. side to it. And a good bit of fig. Yes. A good Tons bit of, of like fig still. plum approaching prune. Right. Yeah. I it's it's great. How much is it? What's the average? E- it's regional, right? Like all yeah. tequila pricing around the Chicago area, I think you can find it for less than a hundred. Okay. And most of the time I would say less than ninety. Yeah. Look for a sale, maybe look for yeah. a Yeah. Yeah. So I would right. say in terms of this gnome's hierarchy, definitely the Cimarron is the budget brand. Yeah. We yeah. know this. Yes. Then I think Don Fulano would come next. Then the Artinome 1146 is just a special expression of the Añejo. Yeah, right. It's going to run more expensive than this Añejo just because it's got some special, right? you know. Right. And then I think the Fuente Seca is the next level. Yeah. But we were just looking it up. It's all over the place. Okay. 18-year, 9-year, 12-year. That one... Little extra añejos, seven year. That one just screams. One yeah. year, fifteen year. Then there's a couple of special blancos, and then there's an eight year. I mean, that just screams artisan special. They're yeah. just doing their own thing over there, right. right? Yeah, yeah. We need to reload. This is Rebecca Sue Neely, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Fridays podcast. We are reloaded. Are you ready for the quick sips? All right, man, let's do it. The Quick Sips are our little addition to the spirits world. We are going to nose the whiskey, sip the whiskey, you know, let it finish a little bit, but we're not going to let it run all the way out before we go immediately into the tequila. So no resting, no waiting, no cleansing, right into the tequila, and we're going to see what does the whiskey bring out in the tequila that may not have been there before, we've got a pretty significant proof difference. What is that one running again? Yeah, 111 and change. Right. 111. Yeah. Don't forget our formula. <laughs> proof times volume equals heat in your mouth. Relative heat in the mouth. So, maybe a slightly smaller sip of the whiskey. Yeah. Slightly Bigger sip of the tequila so that the 11, 111, and the 80 will Can balance out. out. Yep. And then when we're done with that, we'll go back the other way. Are you ready? I am ready. So first, remind us what we're having here. This is the Starward Single Barrel Single Malt Aged in Tawny Port Cask. I love it. So we're going to sip on this, go straight into the Don Filano Añejo. My friend, are you ready? Ready. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, this is Dave from Starwood Whiskey, and you're listening to Whiskey Tequila Fridays. They say you actually have taste sensors in your esophagus and even in your stomach. I don't doubt it. So you can, the majority of what you taste is here, but you can still taste as it's going down. And I feel like the alcohol helps to bring those flavors back up again. Yeah. Mm. But not in a uh, gastric reflux. No, not a reflux. Type way. <laughs> yeah, a pleasant way. Right. I want to just get a blanket and some fuzzy socks. I just want to like curl up on the and couch. Your Santa hat, and nothing yeah. else. <laughs> I'll be warm. I'll be fine. I'll be warm. The that okay. was very warm. So so the fig, the the red fruit. If you call it current, you want to call it, yeah. you know, the red wine tawny was really nice. Then into the tequila, it took a while, but I did get a little bit of an agave note. Mm-hmm. Then later into the finish, I got those pears and strawberries Ooh. that I mentioned before. Yeah. It was way long into the finish, but really pleasant. I mean, that that was amazing. Yes. I loved it. Nosing the Starward, I got way more barley. Okay. To the point where it was biscuit, shortbread cookie. Yeah. All right. And I, I was totally pleased with that. I love that you're coming along oh on gosh. this barley trip. Are I we, love it. Yeah, you're just setting me up for <laughs> failure, I think. <laughs> but I got some good deep notes, but still the bright red stood out to yeah. me. 
Right. And so it, when I think of port, I think of something that is like a rush of sweetness at the front and then immediately drying. Right. Like wipes your palate away. Right. Right. And that's kind of how this Star Wars treated me. Like it was just this, this sweetness at the front and then drying. And I probably took a little bit too big of a sip. So I waited extra time on purpose. Okay. I went into the tequila and it was so cooling, mm. but it was like cooling with fig and prune. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I've ever had prune juice out of the refrigerator. I don't know that I've ever had prune juice. Okay. But I imagine that if you pulled prune juice out of the refrigerator and poured it into a glass and sipped it, <laughs> that's what I was getting. Deep. Yeah. Purple, cooling notes. Yeah. And as that finish kept going, then this flood of, like, just my cheeks just couldn't stop watering. One note that I got above and beyond uh, with them separate, would I would say a nice, a nice dry oak on the tequila. Oh, okay, okay. It was a dry oak that I found to be pleasant. But I did not get it on the tequila by itself. In the beginning or later on? Later on. Okay. Sort of in kind of together with those those pears and strawberries. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like a yeah, dry yeah. oak with pear and strawberries. Oh, I wish I had been thinking about that more. As it was drying, what was <laughs> I tasting? I was just so surprised that I was getting so dried out <laughs> from the tequila. Right, yeah. And the reverberation of it all. That was yeah. really nice. Ooh, are you ready to go back the other way? <laughs> Let's go back the other way. All right, so same thing. We are going to nose the tequila, give it a sip, give it its time, give it its due. No waiting, no resting, no rinsing. Into the starward. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the quick sips. With maybe a little reverb there. Are you ready, my friend? <laughs> Salute. Salute. Tell me about it. All right. So that was really interesting, mm -hmm. but not as great. Ooh, really? I, I loved how it got so drying. Yes. But it was almost too much. Like I'm, like I'm wanting to reach for my water bottle. Like I'm yeah. so tacky, sticky, like my cheeks are sticking to my teeth. But I really enjoyed how for just an instant on the heels of the tequila, when I first sipped the whiskey, I got some fresh red fruits. Yeah. Like some fresh cherries, some fresh raspberries, some mm -hmm. fresh currants. That was nice. But it went so dry, so it, it tannic dry to the end that it, it really dropped off that I would have to put my vote in for whiskey first, tequila second for my favorite. But that was, yeah, was good. On the tail end of that tequila, just before you sipped the Star Wars, did you get a little chocolate? That we keep going back and forth when we were nosing these. Yeah. Like if you would nose one and then nose the other, you would just get this tiny little whisper of, Chocolate. So do this. Starward, put the tiniest little sip in your mouth. All right. And then smell the tequila. All right. Okay, now give it a sip. Do you get a chocolate bitterness there? There's a, yes. A cocoa bitterness on the nose and yeah. even a creamy chocolatey mouthfeel on the yeah, palate. I'm almost getting like a dark chocolate, almost like a bitter dark chocolate, which I love, Oh, by the way. Yeah, but it's it's quick, but you have to like yeah. be paying attention. Yeah. But it's there. Oh, but again. And I, on the quick sip, I got a little bit of chocolate at the very end and then zap dry. <laughs> Going from the tequila to the whiskey? No, no. You even got it or... Whiskey to, to tequila. Well, whiskey to tequila. Yeah. And then tequila to whiskey, right at the end of the tequila, before I oh, got the okay. whiskey, a little bit of chocolate. Like, it's okay. almost like you have to do the two together, 
and then the chocolate pops out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it's there. I, we didn't we didn't cleanse in between, which sometimes we right. do, sometimes we don't. Right. I don't know why we do no, that. But, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's so it's so nice. Yeah. These are great. They're wonderful. These two match up perfectly. <laughs> We're fucking amazing at this. Newsflash. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else or should we wrap this one up? Uh, let's wrap it up, man. I think that was good. I want to say thanks to you for all of your editing, all of the work that you're Aww. doing for these, man. I appreciate it. And um, we want to thank all of our listeners out there. If you can spread the word, we appreciate it. You know, yeah. pass it along to one person. Say, hey, have you heard of this? Heard of these? Lunatics. <laughs> give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating and give us a review. We will read it. We have a Facebook group. We are at Instagram. We are on the threads. We're on the X. We're on everything now. And we ask that you drink responsibly. We want to say thanks to Joby for our music and if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey tequila Friday show. When it comes to buying barrels of, you know, scotch. And you had commented last episode about the adding water and how it's a sacrilege to add anything that yeah. it was brought to you a certain way. That's the way you have to drink it. Okay, yeah. But I, I keep telling you that in Scotland, there's basically two ways of drinking whiskey. There is... The 8684 proof that comes in the bottles, it's just standard. Right. Then there's these cask strength single barrel expressions that everyone, everyone adds a, just a spoonful of water to it. Okay. It's just what they do. It's commonplace. Mm -hmm. It's not some atrocity you know, that you, you're trying to make you know it out to be. Best, you know what the best selling beer in America is? No. Bud Light. <laughs> you know what the best selling tequila in Mexico is? You do. Somebody mentioned it once. Patron? El Himador. El Himador, yeah. Just because you are from the place <laughs> where something is made doesn't mean you know a fucking thing about it. So the idea that all these Scotsmen are going to put a tablespoon of water in their scotch, fuck them. They don't know any more than every Mexican who buys El Himador and every American who buys Bud Light. All right. Touche. Touche.